Your DWSA's podcast is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. On this episode of The Beating Table, we'll be talking about our current projects, some very interesting news when traveling with beads. Also, are you entitled? Stay tuned because we will be announcing the winner of our Beating Table giveaway. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to June's edition of The Beating Table. I'm Leith, and I'm here with Digoriakwa Stand Up. And we are going to talk today about a variety of topics, but we're going to start off with our just maybe update on the things that we're currently working on. Margaret, how are you doing on the dreaded grad orders? Um, still dreading it. Nah, uh, <laughs> doing okay. I wanted to be done now, but I'm not. I kind of really lost my mojo to bead. And it's not about the project. It's not like it had nothing to do with any of it. I, like I was super excited to do it and work on it. And I just don't want to bead though. So it's a struggle right now. I'm just really trying to get back. I'm trying to allot myself at least an hour to two hours a day or like forcing myself mm-hmm. to do that each day to stay consistent and getting it done. I am like 90% done the order. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. Like it's just finishings now. There is a little bit of beating left on a cuff that has to get done. And I still have to finish my daughter's stuff. <laughs> my, it, all her beating is done. I just didn't assemble one cuff. It's been sitting there. So I, that has to get done, obviously. And I have like 15 days left to do it. So you said 14 at the 14, store. 14, yeah. Whatever. I don't 14. even know what day we are right now. But yeah. It's all due for like the 13th, so I have to have it done ASAP. Um, but are you worried or you think you're going to get it No, done? I'm not worried at all. Like I know I I can do it. It's mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> do I want to continue procrastinating and being having it in the back of my head? Or should I just like dedicate one day, bust it out and be done? Like, and I, I just can't bring myself to doing it. Like, it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So, and you, I I, saw your little mishap. (laughs) Okay. So just to backtrack, I am finished all my order, Mm -hmm. my order, my one like large graduation order, but I had a series of like, I called them a mishaps on Instagram, but they were kind of like disastrous. (laughs) The main one was that I had completely finished everything. The two pairs of moccasins, the cuffs. The yoke, I had done the last of the edging on the back. I was attaching the clasp for the closure and I flipped the yoke right side over. And there were two very distinct colored spots on the back of the vamp where you would, I guess, maybe technically hold the, the, uh, sorry, would I say vamp or yoke? I turned over the yoke and where you technically would hold it to clasp it, there seemed to be like two gray marks there. And the only thing I can account for is I kept it on a piece of cardboard as I, as I was beating and there must have been maybe some residue somewhere. And every time I flipped it over I were, or I was shifting it and it was um, right side down, mm-hmm. it discolored the fabric. And it was a light, like it was a lighter. It was light blue, like yeah. really light blue. So and it um, up easy. 
it was crazy because it was on both sides of the vent back. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and my husband walked in. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just finished this goddamn thing. And now I find this. And wouldn't you know, as I was inspecting the rest of the wear, one of the fringes had come off. <laughs> oh and I thought, what is going on here? <laughs> so luckily... My fringe was done in a way that there was only one thread for one fringe on this particular, you normally that wouldn't happen, but in this particular instance, that's, that, that was the case. And then what I had to do is I had to cut away the backing, which was the second backing that I made because the first one did not fit properly. So I had to <laughs> redo it all over again. And by redoing the back of the yoke, I then had to redo the liner of the moccasins, just because I'm so anal like that. And I wanted everything to be matchy matchy. Mm -hmm. So that was like a project I had to redo before. But anyway, so I had to take off all of the edging beading because that's how I fused it. And then I had to do, the, I had a slip stitch on the yoke, the actual neck part. So I had to take that part off. And so I had to do another, I think it was finished that day, but I wanted to be done like before dinner and it ended up being done in the evening. Everything got done. The only thing I have to do now is I have to, um, so I guess maybe technically I'm not done yet, is I have to cut the strings that would go on the, um, the cuffs, on the armbands, cuff, uh, arm, uh, arm cuffs, I should say, or wrist cuffs. So I have to do that and uh, just put it together. And then obviously the client will come in and try it on. And I know it's going to fit. My fingers are crossed and <laughs> it's going to work out. But I was just so like fit to be tied. I was, I was so close. I was like, hundred percent done. And then I had this thing where I had to then rebead, or I should say not rebead, but I had a, a design, thankfully already that had just covered those two spots on the back of the cuff. So that was like, that was like something else. I, I never, I mean, I've had instances where things like that happened, where I had to like backtrack, but never to that extent where I had all of a sudden this discoloration and a discoloration that I could not unsee. I thought, oh yeah, you know what? Nobody will see that mm. bullshit. Like <laughs> everyone can see that. And then, yeah. so that like was my, there. my da, 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 oh, horrible time gosh. for that part, but it's done. And I'm glad that it's finished and I really like it. And I like the colors and I just love the finishing when you roll, when I roll my hand over the edge of like the moccasin, cause I do that whip stitch. You can mm. just feel the really the nice precision of the beads. And so it's I'm really glad done. it's all done. And then I don't think I have anything else, not for this graduation. I have it for a graduation in the fall, but. Mm -hmm. I'm now starting my Santa Fe stuff. Yay! Woo! So. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I know a lot of our uh, listeners are usually people who are beaters or mm -hmm. crafters or things like that. So for those who don't know about orders, you know, taking grad orders, I'm sure we talked about this before. I don't even remember, but it's a big deal. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, some people have to start way in advance, especially yeah. if you're not, like a full-time beater in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would have to say, like call us full-time beaters. Like this is partially our jobs. Yeah. Like, but there are some people who are more, I guess, say hobby, like a hobby, like they have full-time jobs all the time yeah. and then they go home. That's their downtime and things yeah. like that. So yeah, taking on, taking on a job this big, especially when you're full-time is <laughs> like crazy. Like I remember doing that before. Oh, when you used to work at the school? Yeah. And then taking it on and, and, it's like you don't have time to breathe, like, or you literally get home from your job and then jump right into it, like, yeah, you know, and that's so. that's kind of what I, where I am now. Even though I'm not working like full time, I'm only working twenty hours a week. It's still 
like I work four days. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of your time. And I'm, uh, well, I would say up until maybe two weeks ago, I was just like a day beater, like on the mm-hmm. weekend or whatnot. <clears throat> and then sometimes even maybe be before work. But now I've gotten back into, thankfully, I got back into the habit of working towards the night. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still like, I'm back where I was when you first opened the shop. I think I feel myself going back there. And maybe this is something we don't necessarily talk a lot about. But when you opened your shop and we, I asked to like go there and have a spa, I went there because I thought beadwork was taking over my life, my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I felt like anything outside of beadwork was like not hindering. It was just like getting in my way. And I found myself on the weekend because I was so now I'm like, like the grad is over, but now my big thing is these Santa Fe beaded items. And so I was like, yeah, I want to get it done. And I'm so jazzed because it, it's coming along and it's something different, whatever. And I was just like feeling annoyed, like feeling annoyed <laughs> that I had to like talk to my kids or yeah. just like, it, it's not a good feeling. And I know, I know it when I'm doing it, but I just, I'm so like, want to bead. I just want to, I just want to, yeah, I, I just, yeah. And it's like, you want to tune out the world. Like I, I get, <laughs> I get the same way because, and of course, like for me too, I sit at my kitchen table in the middle of everything. And when you're in the zone, when you're beading, it's like, give me some milk i'm like yeah. get it yourself yeah. or drink water so you can go in the bathroom and get it yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how i get to where it's especially when you're like just getting into the groove of it and you're like oh you know like all into it and then somebody asks something and i'm like no you're, you're gonna dinner, kill like my i have no like you just said you're, they're killing your vibe and i have no vibes for dinner like i even told my husband i go <laughs> i even want to cook anymore i don't even like <laughs> he's looking at me like what yeah <laughs> It's like, I just want to bead. I just want to bead and I just don't want to have to make the decisions. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I find for me, this is this time of the year, I think that's, I'm I'm remembering now, like from last year and probably all the other years, but this time of the year, I just want to be outside or I just want to be enjoying life and being, because it's getting warm and it's nice out. And so I'm like the opposite right now where I'm like, oh, I have to be like, I, I just... Like, I enjoy it once I start doing it, but I guess yeah. it's the daunting task of thinking, like, I could be outside, like, bumming around my yard and playing with my flowers and, like, planting some, you know? like Really? The, yeah. Like, that's your, ha- like, aside That's from, a hobby for yeah. me. Like, I, I in the summer, well, this year, actually, I am not planting. Like, I normally do a, a big garden every year, but I'm in a transition where I'm changing my, my plans up. So I'm not yeah. planting a garden, but I want to focus on flowers. So now I'm like, oh beautify my my yard now mm-hmm. but it's that's pulling me away from like my tasks and like I, I don't have time for that <laughs> you know I really like by next month I can do it but I, I gotta get this stuff done right now so um we were talking to I did receive um you know a, an inbox from somebody asking and normally I would just say no because it is very last minute but I I did you know feel for her she's The person who contacted me has two children graduating this Mm -hmm. year and she has been working to try to get her stuff done and she's, she's in panic mode as well, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I couldn't say yes, but I didn't say no. Mm -hmm. I just said, you know, I, I can give you a, a soft maybe. (laughs) Like, I really don't know if I can, if I can do it, you know, just because I'm already in a slump myself, I'm still trying to get these two projects finished, my daughter's and uh, the grad order I have right now. Yeah. So that's also another motivation to try to get these things done this week. That way I can help her out and, Mm. you know, to try to, 
She needs two moccasins, which I, I know I won't be able to do two, but I mm-hmm. did say I possibly, you know, could take on one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll get some more drive and, you know, that way I can kind of help her out and get her stuff done for her, her kids, and you know. But yeah, it's it's like, I don't know, I, I'm sure there's so many people that feel the same way that get into that uh, that space around this time where it's like, you know, the finish line, but you're like dragging sometimes. Yeah, like, for sure. Just trying to get it done. So that's where I'm at with all of it. So once that 14 countdown is done, that 14 day countdown is done, then you'll be like free of all the things aside from that big hush hush order you have. But yeah, then you'll um, be free to do like whatever it is you want to do in the summer or there's something else. After no, that, I have or? three other things. Uh, oh. It's just, it, it's just uh, back things. I think I talked okay. about it before. It was like old raffles um, that have to be honored <laughs> and uh, another big order that had to be honored, which they're, you know, which I don't mind though. Those, oh, yes, I remember yeah. that one. Okay. Like they're already um, in the process. Like I, everything's already prepped. Everything like for them all, they're all ready to go. It's just, I don't have the time to sit and do it. So once the grad stuff's done, I'm bulldozing through all of those things right away, get those done. Mm -hmm. And then I can feel free. I have the big thing uh, in the fall Mm -hmm. and that I have to work because it's a, it's a large volume of what was ordered. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to do, I, I, that I have to make a schedule for, I have to make sure that each week there's a certain amount that's going to be completed and put aside so i have to keep busting that out mm-hmm. i have only till november to complete it so okay. and it seems a little long time but it's not, it's not you know time. yeah we're already june like, like and we're just january exactly we started the beating table in january and yeah. now it's gonna be june yeah it's crazy That's crazy it blows right by so yeah so I, I have to get and and what i started because i haven't had time to focus on it like it, like I, I have the color set kind of and I yeah. have the idea, but it's not fully done yet. So th- that's going to take another time, like a big amount of time to have to sit and <laughs> finish doing all that stuff mm-hmm. too. So I'm like, that's got to get going like soon as I'm done the rest of my stuff. And then I'm free. I'll be free. So I'm excited for that. But I'm in a weird space right now. I'm in a transition like... I don't know what to do with my freedom. I guess once I'm actually freed and I'll know <laughs> right now, I'm like... You don't even have freedom yet and you're already thinking like, yeah. what am I going to do with it? Eh? Yeah, but I, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want to do or where I want to go with any of it so, or what goals I have. So I'll get there. But yeah, so... Man. Yeah. I just I, This is a time I love. I don't know why I love it. You Like you said, you like it because you're inside. You're I mean, not inside, but you can be outside and do all these things. I love it because... Well, like, I don't want to say that I don't like to be outside, but I'd rather be inside beating. Like, that's my thing. <laughs> like, I love, I, and it's, and it's this time where I can do like the, my most creative stuff mm-hmm. because I'm going to, I'm technically free mm-hmm. to do what I want to do in this very short June to like August time. And I'm just, I'm just thinking like, what do I want to do my, with my life? Like, do I want to, <laughs> like, I'm working now and I love it. But I can feel myself being like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to work. Like, all the way. But yeah. it happens all the time. Like, this is my this is my ridiculous like cycle of. I'm in psycho- the same psychological. Boat. Uh, no, I'm in the exact same boat. Even with my store, like I love I love my store. I love all the. But then I'm like, sitting there some some days. I'm like, uh, I want to be beat. And and yes, I can technically beat mm-hmm. in my store. But it's kind of like the same vibe when you're at home trying to beat where if a customer comes in, I have to stop. So mm-hmm. it breaks, it mm-hmm. breaks the momentum. 
Um, so I can't always focus there. Um, so I like my quality time doesn't happen there. Um, just because there's other things I have yeah. to do while I'm there. So it is a job. It's it's work. So yeah, it, it some days I'm like, oh, but then it's the whole idea of like paying a, a worker and, mm -hmm. you know, like there's all kinds yeah. of stuff when you own a business. So yeah. yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm like, all right, what do I do? What am, what am I doing with my life? Like, do I want to, my mother was even saying, she's like, you know, I miss your stuff. She's like, you are still doing things. She's like, mm -hmm. but you're not doing your things. You're doing other people's things right now still. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And that's how I'm feeling. Like I, 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 I'm done. I don't know. I just got to get back to something. <laughs> and I think that's why that, I think that's where we differ is because I'm doing my own stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, you know, it's, it's me, but it's, there's, there's, there's a, your, like parameters. a direction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I'll get out of it, but that's where I'm at right now. It's a bit of a slump. I don't know. <laughs> Question. Uh, yes. Just a random. What's your favorite drink to drink when you're beating? <laughs> Oh God, my Starbucks. Oh my God, a refresher. <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to go there, but I was going to say something really crazy, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, I get my refresher. What kind? I get, well, I've blasted through all of them. I started with uh, their dragon fruit refreshers and then I got we sick of that. We're not sponsored by Starbucks, but if you want to, we're all here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that and then I get the I used to get the strawberry acai or whatever I got sick of that and now I'm back to peach green tea lemonade oh, sweet okay. water blah 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 but yeah so I it was um turning into a habit though <laughs> so I was like okay I gotta cut this out now so I'm trying to reduce that but I usually get that I get water I like to have like a big thing of water and that's about it <laughs> and you I like to drink coffee Really? I love to drink coffee. Oh my God. I have to say something because every time I sit down and I'm, I'm name dropping again, but every time I sit down with like a cup of coffee or something that like could potentially stain like what I'm working with, I always think of merit in like some of the classes yeah. I remember taking, she'd mm -hmm. be like, don't put your drinks on the table. table. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, you're totally right. And yeah. here I am. I put like, like working on my daughter's stuff. It's all white. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there drinking a cup of coffee and I just kept hearing Merritt like, are you crazy? Get that shit off the table. Like, so I had it on the table though, but luckily I didn't stay in anything. <laughs> yeah. I remember when my mother had her store, um, Blue Sky Beads, that's what happened is that you, they would say, one of the things is like, don't, not, you can drink, but you shouldn't have anything on the table. Yeah. That's like, that's why I remember hearing that a lot too. I have a system. I have, cause I sit on my kitchen table at the end and I face my living room so I can see the kitchen and mm -hmm. I can see my living room and I can see somebody walk through the door or everything. And so to my right is my coffee, but it's so, it's not far away. I can reach it, but it's far enough away where there is a box that sits in front of it and the box has just whatever inside of it. And then I have some of my other like instruments, my supplies. Mm -hmm. And then I have my beading mat with my table, with all my beads. And well, I'm a spiller of the beads. Like I like to mix oh mine. God. Some people hate yeah. that. You hate that. <laughs> and then I have beads in the front That's of that. My OCD. And then I have what I'm doing now. And I've, I, and I think this is why some people do it, but I'm not hundred percent sure. There's a beater on Instagram and when he's beading, he has this like block that's covered in duct tape and you can see like, there's like little holes in it. And I'm assuming it's because when he 
puts his needle through, instead of going through like the table or something, it would go through this little block of duct tape. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I see this often. I, I, I asked him about it, but he never like answered back or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's busy. He's like famous. So (laughs) yeah, he's like pretty famous anyway. So that's what I saw. And so what I've done, because I'm worried about, again, color on my stuff, Mm -hmm. I have this big pad of like Bristol board Mm -hmm. and it's like a pad, not just like one Bristol board. It's like maybe like eight by uh, 18 by 11, the size of the Bristol board sheets. And so I put my beadwork on there. And now, because when I put my needle through, it goes on this Bristol board pad. (laughs) So that's how my setup is. So it's like very far away. It's like maybe two feet away from my coffee. Mm -hmm. So even if it spilled, it would spill on my beading mat. And that's not necessarily my coffee on my actual like beadwork because Mm -hmm. the actual Bristol board pad is higher than the tabletop. So if it spilled (laughs) over, it would go under the Bristol board pad. So, but yeah, so this is like my whole thing. And so I drink coffee and I eat spicy plantain chips that are red, but I don't eat them while I'm beading, Yeah, but I eat them at my beading spot. And then I push everything away. I do the same. (laughs) And then that's it. But yeah, usually I drink coffee and usually I have, or I have like a aha or like, um, mm-hmm. what do you call that? What's the other one called? Bubbly or something Bubbly's, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because I, you know, every beater has their own thing going on because I have very similar, I'm right-handed. So my drink is always on the right-hand side. It's at the end of the table so that if I knock it over, I actually it's out of reach. Mm-hmm. So... But in the event, it's going to fly off the table the opposite way. So it shouldn't come towards me. <laughs> and it's the same thing. I have all my stuff and I am not, when I bead, like for the most part, things are not are clean. Like I, I, yeah, you're a cleaner. Yeah, I have to like, it gets crazy. It does get messy when you're in the process and you're like cutting leather and you're doing this. But when I'm going to sit now and bead, I have to arrange everything. So everything has to get reorganized. Everything has to get clean, like to the point where if I'm not using that color when I'm beating, it's back in the bag. What? Yeah. It's I just it's, everywhere. No, I, I have can't. a pile of loose oh. thread on the right hand side, right next to my coffee I cup. Always, always think of my cousin Janice. Yes. So I'm calling you out cuz. No. <laughs> so I love her process. She has a tiny little paper bag. She used to bring to class when we were all beating and stuff like that. And all of her loose threads would go in go there. In I'm like, bag. oh yeah. my God, it's so cute. And it was so like, that would be me. Like I would need that. I, I always have, but I make a clean, neat pile. It's all in the same place. Everything stays there. Yeah, I get, yeah. I don't know. Like I can work in some chaos a little bit, but it, like I said, it's only if I'm using that stuff at the time. Like if I'm beating now and I don't need my leather anymore, it has to get put away. Or if I yeah. don't like that stuff, I need it out of here. But sometimes, yeah, I am guilty of just like leaving. Like if if I'm not done with stuff, like I will leave it there and my family has to work around it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And then I yell at them for eating near my stuff, which is my fault because I'm leaving everything there. But I'm like, go sit somewhere else. Like, I don't even care if you're on the couch right now eating your cereal. <laughs> like, Don't eat at the table because my stuff's there and I don't want to move it. Yeah, like my youngest was coming to give me a hug. I'm like, no, no, I can't hug you because I'm like, wait, Lee, this is wrong. Wait, come back. Yeah. And then I move my chair way back. Yeah. And then I hug. Ta-ta. Okay, okay, go now. You're like, all right, yeah, be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, that's like, it'd be interesting to see and hear everybody's um, setups and stuff like that and how people, you know, that was going around before we should do it again. Like, what does your setup look like and what 
is your little weird quirks like that? Like, are you a messy beater? Are you a clean beater? Do you need to tidy up? You know, like for me, I like to be in cozy clothes. I can't have socks on. Like what? Yeah, I don't like sitting. This is like really intense. Like That's like my thing though. Like Greg hates it. I leave my socks all over the house. Like I will be standing in the living room and I kick them off and then I leave them there. <laughs> so I usually have a pile of socks under the table. I wonder, like I've been watching Criminal Minds, mm-hmm. doing my, one of my orders. And I'm also watching this, the crazy celebrity divorce thing, but we'll go there. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been watching Criminal Minds and I'm just wondering, like when you say like, what does everybody's beadwork table look like? And then you talk about taking your socks off, like what the psychological profile of somebody who like can't <laughs> have, be- have their socks on while they're beating? Like that's, but you Psycho. said it's all, all the time. It's not necessarily just for beating, but it's just, it's interesting, you know, like you really yeah. get to know the ins and outs and <laughs> of somebody's psychological all their craziness. ways. But like, I mean, when you're talking about like the setup and look of people's table like I really wonder like we were talking earlier about like powwow preppers people who are getting oh, ready for the yeah. powwow and trying to bust out all that especially like especially now because maybe for the past two years people haven't done powwows mm-hmm. maybe in Gunawage or even outside of Gunawage and so everyone I, mean, I don't want to say everybody because that's a really generalization but you would assume people were doing beadwork and things during the pandemic but on the opposite side because there's so much to think about and so many things that were going on People might not have done that. So now they're really in the last stages. Yeah, crunch time. Yeah, crunch time. And I wonder just like what it would be like. I know for myself, like when we used to sell beads there, my mother and I, it was like a process. It was a dirty process in the sense Mm -hmm. that it was dusty, you know, like it was a dusty place. You had to make sure like your stuff was like cleaned off and stuff like that. Like that's that's the only thing I would worry about, about things. That's why you see a lot of people have like their stuff under like um, the glass. glass Those are really good to have. Yeah. Uh, I've done powwow before, not necessarily just my beadwork stuff though, mm-hmm. but like for the store oh, yes, and things right. like that. I've, I think I did it once or twice. And a lot of time people ask like, well, are you having a stand or whatever? And for me, honestly, I'm kind of like, it, it's a lot of work. If you already have, like, I don't know, for me anyways, like to pack up the store mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. bring it all there. And because it's, I don't own all the pieces there, I'm taking other people's yep. stuff there, there's always that fear that, you know, things are going to get ruined mm-hmm. or, and then I'm liable for that. So I find it a little like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I tend to, if I do go, I tend to bring things that like are, like I'm not going to bring the pillows and blankets and things yeah. like that where, you know, mm-hmm. if it gets ruined then you know, if it's a sign, then maybe I can wipe it down yeah. or, you know, that kind of weatherproofing. But beadwork, yeah, I would be... Especially like it's it's our thing in Gunawage. It usually rains on our powwows yeah. like every year. Like just at least prep one and day. make sure you have plastic. That's what I would yeah. like, say to anybody. Yeah. Like those clear garbage bags or that clear plastic you can buy at the hardware store or something like that, just so that you can quickly cover everything mm-hmm. in case of a th- in case of some kind of rain. But yeah, there yeah. must be a lot of people out there doing a lot of beadwork. Yeah, I I know of two. Earring Central out out there in the yeah, like I know two preppers right now. I'm Uh gonna call you out. Preppers, the preppers, uh, powwow bead workers, or bead workers in general who tend to go to the powwow. Let's say that. Yeah. So I've seen Billy Mm Joe. She has been prepping like maniac, and she has a full time job, man. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine right now, like it's a short time trying to bust out like a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. to get ready because it was just announced maybe what a month, two months ago. That yeah. we were having powwow. So, yeah. and then Candace is another one. Candace mm. is uh, canvases. So I've seen her like, you know, just work and they both have full-time jobs. So it's like, you know, my heart goes out to you ladies. <laughs> and Billy Joe, hers is Sweetgrass. Is it Sweetgrass Beaver? 
I want inspiration, to get it. I yes, believe. Sweet grass inspiration. I yes. just want to make sure that we get it right so that that way she gets her shout out. Yes, and Candace's canvases. Yeah, so hopefully if you're in Gunawage, then you'll be able to stop by and I think it's mm-hmm. July. I don't even know when the date is of the powwow. Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Man, how horrible. Oh, yes, it is July 9th and July 10th. Wow. And so if you're in Gunawage. Beat like the wind, ladies. Yes, come on over and see what's going on. Yeah. At the powwow. So let's move on to something that we had seen in on Facebook and in the news. I'm sure some people who are listening have seen this maybe, but because there was a lot of comments. I want to say, I don't know how many comments exactly were on there, but there were a lot. But mm-hmm. So there was an Indigenous artist who was fought from Edmonton, who was traveling within Canada, mm-hmm. and she got her beads confiscated. Because, now this wasn't um, on the website, the CBC website on May 24th, 2022. I took all the information down, so <laughs> make sure I get all the, my facts straight. The Canadian Air Transport Security Authority said that there's a limit on craft beads on carry-ons of a three hundred bullshit. 350 milli- milliliters. Now, I don't know who is like measuring out beads in milliliters, but I measure <laughs> out in grams. So They're I, counting beads. And, and like, when did that begin is my question, because I just flew to Hawaii like a few months ago, and I swear to God, I brought so many beads that I could have opened up a bead store out there. Like, but that's international. This is it, this is Canada. This and actually, there was another artist in the article who was also beading. Sorry, also traveling within Canada, and she also had her beads. She had she had to limit hers. But I've there also, was another one though from Gahanawage who had posted saying what? that same thing happened to her. She had to get rid of some of her beads, and she was going to I believe I oh I, I don't want to misquote it. Like it could have been either Vegas. I could be wrong though. She was traveling that like from Canada. Yeah. To- okay. Or so- it, or maybe it was BC though, because I think that's or California. I don't know. There was three <laughs> different places I had seen. So it's either one of them. So if it was the other two places, it was the state. So oh God, I'll have to uh, double check that. But she knows who she is. <laughs> she knows who she is and where she was. But yeah, I had read her thing and I was like disgusted that she had to choose and she had she picked like for those who might be listening and just getting into beading or maybe you're a listener and you don't really bead and you just like listen to us like beadwork supplies are ridiculously expensive yeah beads themselves are a lot so i cannot imagine getting to an airport and especially if you are working on like right now i'm working on some stuff where i have like a vial of beads and that's all i have for that that's project. the thing you're not traveling with just whatever you're traveling yes. with what it is you need for that project yeah and then to get there and have somebody say you got to toss it i would be like i would be pissed i would be probably like throwing a damn fit in that place mm-hmm. but i had never heard of that before me neither so i was shocked to to read that and i like I call it bullshit. Like, when did that start? Why did that start? What is the justification for that? Like, it was because there was a limit on certain kind of substances. You could only have 350 milliliters of a certain substances, substances. And I think the beads fall under that same thing. I think it was powders or something, but beads are powder. Pills, medicines, like those kind of things. I think so. Yeah. So that's one of the things. But I mean... Like they're cracking down all of a sudden. Like who gives a shit really? I don't know. That just really. Like I've traveled with some crazy. I've I've traveled with like tons of beads in my carry on. Tons, tons, tons. I've never. 
I never traveled like in Canada with beads in terms of like on the airport. I've traveled in the States with that. Hopefully I never get caught because I'd be so crazy and <laughs> crying, whatever. But um, yeah, like I've, I've traveled with tons, but then I've also traveled with tons in my actual luggage so also. Yeah. Which I'm also afraid that I'm going to be lo- like every time I put anything in my luggage, I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. So mm-hmm. that's like kind of crazy, but yeah. So I don't know. I've never heard about that. And it's, it's something new and. Yeah. So they even said, like, why don't you just give it to somebody, have somebody come and pick it up? Like one that seems so ridiculous. Like who's going to drive all the way to the airport if you live far away to pick up like five vials of beads? Exactly. But then there was somebody in the actual article who said that they were like antique beads. Yeah. Like that's a whole nother thing, too. But I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's something that I guess is just enforced randomly or they're just singling us out. Yeah, Again? like all, that's how I feel though. Like all of a sudden now, like there has never been an issue, and there's so many beadwork artists throughout Canada. Like, yeah. how all of a sudden now this is a thing? Like, I don't know. It like, just, you can bring your scissors on, but you can't bring your beads. Yeah, that's that's what was like. I didn't know beads were so dangerous. Like, I can bring my my scissors. As long Mind as they're you, less than three inches yes, long. Yes, they have to be those little ones. But still, like, you could still stab somebody with that. <laughs> like, hello, you know? We are not advocating for no, violence. No, please don't do that. But, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. hello. What are you going to so. do? Throw beads in somebody's eye? And then they're <laughs> going to be like, put it in their drink and they're not going to know if they crunch, crunch? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. It's dumb. The whole thing so, is dumb. But yeah, that was an interesting thing. And that was like just last week. So I thought yeah. we should talk about it. Just so, it was- yeah, but keep a heads up, people. Like if you are traveling, make sure you check now all of a sudden. Like you need to make sure that you have, um, I guess, the right milligrams or whatever it is that they're called. Milliliters. Milliliters of uh, beads. So make sure that you're That's within like, limit. I drank, yesterday I drank 250 milliliters of a Coke. <laughs> That's like a, that's look. I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it looks like a lot, but the lady in the article said they didn't even weigh them. Like they didn't even know. Like how do you know? But anyway, like yeah. my vials at the store are two hundred, uh, twenty five, twenty five grams. So anyway. ridiculous, yeah. all ridiculous. So that was something we just thought we'd bring up. If you have anybody has, if anybody out there has any travel stories with beads, let us know. You know, maybe some crazy. Stories, maybe I'll post a picture on our beading table. Okay, so I'm going to just be honest. I always say I'm going to post pictures or whatnot on our Instagram beading table <laughs> table page, but I never do. So if so you're disappointed, yeah. I take responsibility <laughs> and I don't ever post. Like we don't have somebody who just does that. It has to, no. It's me and I just forget. I just don't get to it. And I'm really bad with it. I barely ever check any of my stuff. So you can't depend on yeah, me. Yeah, you can't so. depend on her, but that's nope. okay. We're, we're trying our best. Yes. Thankfully, we have a producer or else this thing would never get out. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be a pipe dream. So, a vile dream, maybe. A vile dream. <laughs> so we had another thing that we were um, talking about, I guess, last podcast. We brought it up at the end. Yes. So we didn't go into it. But. The question was, and you had done a little prelude and had got a little heated. <laughs> I'm, I'm calm now, though. You're calm now. But it was our the question or part of the topic was, are people entitled to an explanation when you decline their orders? No, I don't have to tell you shit. No, but it well, why do you feel like you yes, do? That's yeah, what it okay. is. So it's an individual thing. And I think it just, it's your own, it's your own stuff because some people don't, some people are okay with saying no. And that's it. I am a people pleaser. Um, I am working on that to be more mean. No, I'm just kidding. But to, you know, be consistent with my boundaries and things yeah. like that. So 
Um, that, stemmed, that stemmed from me just basically bitching about something that had happened last month where I don't want to go too into it because mm-hmm. I don't want to call anyone out and, you know, things like that. But um, there somebody asked for an order or and, and I couldn't do it. I had to decline. But they were upset. They were upset and they got a little bit snippy with me, I guess, in the, you know, and I was kind of like. Was that your interpretation or that's how it was? Oh, well, the answer was a little snippy. Okay, but. so it literally was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I'm just getting a little doubt. Trying to play who knows? Though, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it is my own. Like, maybe I was just like in crazy mode, like, you know, on the crazy train that day. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. And I missed because that happens, that happens too. To me, on, yeah. You know, through text, I can't tell tones mm-hmm. or whatnot. But that's how I felt anyway. So I was kind of like, I, I didn't respond though. I just was like, I, I actually didn't even respond to it. I just uh, let it go or whatever. But mm-hmm. I could feel myself wanting to explain to mm. make the situation like to diffuse it. And that's just me. That's to make yourself feel better. Yeah. And it's just to um, so that they are not mad at me type of thing. That's my mm-hmm. own bullshit. That's mm-hmm. that's my own personal things that I whatever. But I just had to tell myself like, no, you you already had said no, you, mm-hmm. you can't do I can't I physically could yeah. not take on uh and it was a large order so i couldn't do it so you know and and it would not be have been fair to say yes and then take it on and you know mm-hmm. and then not do it or give shoddy work like you know so i just declined again you know so the person's not from the community so that kind of helps i don't have to see them all the time and she deleted me after that so what yeah so you know it is what it, it is. is yeah so whatever but yeah I, I kind of felt shitty afterwards though it kind of just like brought me down where i was like i'm sorry i can't take i can't do it what do you want me to do like mm-hmm. anyway so that's where that all stemmed from last week uh last month where i was just kind of like you know just don't be shitty like people just can't always say yes we can't always say yes so yeah it's different because it's not like a chain store you know mm-hmm. like say oh yeah you know i'm looking for this top in pink um yeah can you check to see yeah yeah uh, no because i don't got nothing yeah like i i can and i think it's okay to say the customer is right and maybe in that and like i mean no i shouldn't say that i should say that People would say, well, it's the customer. Like you should be trying to run at people to get you to buy their beat, to get them to order stuff from you. But that's not really how it works. Like no, it's not, not at all. It's, it's not, it's not this. I mean, that's not how it works for me anyway. And I'm no. sure that's not how it works for you, but it's not like I'm, if I want to take orders then yeah, I'll post like, yeah, I'll take your orders and mm-hmm. stuff like this. But otherwise. And honestly, I can't wait. I would love, honestly, I would love to one day be like, hey, you know what? I'm opening up. A spot for two small orders there's people that do that and they're like yeah, yeah yeah because it's it's exciting like oh shit she's got space let me like because so many people don't have room for anybody like yeah you know that's the way it is right now so it's it would be nice to be able to do that like you know eventually but the reality is is that we don't have the time people mm-hmm. don't have the time you know we're we're stressed like sh- stretched to the max mm-hmm. most time most of the times because it's it's all custom hand done like yeah, on top of life. So yeah, yeah. So that that was the situation with with all of that last month. Where you know, how would you how how do you handle it? I I personally already know how you would handle it, but how do you handle it when people are a little pushy or aggressive, passive aggressive, or just flat out rude? I don't know <laughs> if I've had. I don't know if I've had anybody who has been flat out rude or aggressive. I don't think. 
I don't want to say I placate them, but probably that's what I do. I probably just placate them. Yeah, I'll take your name. I'll take your order. I mean, I'll take your name. I'll put you on a list. Like, I don't necessarily take <laughs> orders. Like, that's what I was Joke's like. Joke's on you. There is no list. No. <laughs> the hell up. It's true. I said that in the last podcast. There was no list. But that was from like five years ago. And those who were serious have gotten in touch with they me will recheck more back in. Yeah. often than not. Yeah. And yeah. And I... I don't want to say that I don't think about the people who've asked because I do because I'm a human, you know, mm-hmm. but does it weigh on me where I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get back to them. No, that's just how it is. Like, that, well, that's the idea, too, is that like as a client, I think if you really need something, then it is up to you to continue to like that message, check in yeah. or do things like that, because as the artists, like we're sitting here telling our lives and how stressful things are and, and the realities of it and mm-hmm. We can't always stay on top of everybody's stuff. Like that's, you have to meet somebody halfway, you yeah. know, in, the, in that sense, you have to check in, you have to yeah. do your own things. But that's how I feel like, like you want a service from me. I'm not running after you. You know, that's, what is so crazy is they DJ Khaled, you know who that is? Yeah. He was on the shop. Uh, that's that basketball video, that basketball show on HBO I was talking about. Uh, that, like, um, it was like more like, uh, not pop culture, but just this show anyway. And he goes, the money isn't going to chase you. You don't chase the money. The money chases you or it comes to you or something like that. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. Like, I'm not chasing nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, like whatever's coming is going to come to me. And I'm just, I'm going to feel okay with that. And I'm just going to to run with that because I don't need the added stress of worrying about like, mm-hmm. what, like, you know, are you going to pay me? Are you going to do this? And like, you know, like, I don't yeah. need that. Not to say that when a client comes in there, like, like, I checking with them, obviously, but I'm not like running and soliciting people to come like, come, come to me, please. I need, mm-hmm. I need it so bad. No, I'm, it's, it's, I'm lucky at a point where that is coming towards me Yeah, and I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be like that all the time and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But right now that's what I feel. And so I really, that's why there's a lot of, I always watch that shop all the time. I don't know why <laughs> it's just so crazy, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah. But yeah, there's a truth to it all, though. There was another little thing I have on here written. It just says prepping all your shit ahead of time. <laughs> oh, because we were talking about that, mm-hmm. about how you said that you were doing your grad stuff mm-hmm. and that you were like, oh, man, I didn't prep the back of the yoke. Mm-hmm. And that's one of your things. So you prep everything right away. I like to. Yeah. So because it's like exactly where I'm at, I'm like... Almost done. I'm almost done beating. Now I'm like, I have to prep the back. Not a big deal. It's not even a lot of work. But in your head, when you feel like you're almost there and you're almost done. You got to take out the iron again. Yeah. And then (laughs) I got to like sew it all. And yeah, then it feels like it's a big thing. Then I got to, and especially with a yoke, because it's a big piece. Like I have to get out the pattern. I got to clear off my table. I got to clean everything up. Like Mm -hmm. I make it bigger in my head really, but. No, it's big because that happened to me. Like I had everything prepped, the yoke, the moccasins, everything. And then I went and had to, that's what happened. It wasn't, it was the back of the actual wrist cuffs. There was a glue on them too. So there was everything anyway. So, I mean, I hate to like jump off your train. But yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's like, yeah. So normally I like everything to be prepped, ready. And, and then I hang it somewhere. I cover it so that. If it takes me a month, it's not sitting there collecting dust, but it's nice and neat and it's ready. I slap it on. This time I didn't do it and I knew I would be kicking myself and I am. So I, that's tonight's project. I'm going to be prepping that back and yeah, I'm like 
I'm, I'm really hoping to be done within the next like two or three days. Mm-hmm. It's just the yolk. Like, so if anyone has ever done a yolk, you know what we're talking about. I've just given a whole bunch of classes <laughs> on yolks and stuff like that. And I personally love doing yolks. I really do mm-hmm. because I don't find them that strenuous. And I like that the softness to it a mm-hmm. little bit, like, but it's tedious. It's a, it's a lot of work. It's like, it's just so many it's steps. a giant sandwich. Yeah, it's it's when you have to, you know, put that bologna sandwich together. <laughs> that's the part that's like. Especially if like in my case, the neck was off. Yeah. yeah. The whole, like what, because it, it shrinks because what happened, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. You have a yoke on velvet or whatever and you do your beadwork and then you do the beadwork on the edge. It shrinks it. It pulls it in tighter because mm-hmm. the fibers are being pulled by every stitch of the beads that you're putting close to the edge. Yes. So the backing was too big. And then when I put them together, because it was a dark fabric, because it was like midnight blue, mm-hmm. you could see it right through. So I had to change yeah. my valve, my backing to a lighter color so it could be disguised. So everybody, that's one thing. Like, you know, there's ways to disguise and, you know, yeah. fudge around, but not when it's like and black, that's like dark in, and white. In my classes too, like that's usually like what you're saying when things shift and they move and like that's always something. I remember the first yoke I ever made... I was like, oh, what in the hell? It was done. It was completed. And I didn't take into account that if you lay it flat now and you're pulling to sew it, you are reducing the amount of space on one side, basically, because Mm -hmm. now I'm pulling it from underneath and now whatever. So you're, yeah, it's shifting on you. So I did that. So by the time I got all the way around, it didn't fit. So now... It's just, you know, tricks of the trade. You just do it and you learn. So now when I tell them, like, do not pull too hard when you're doing it and tack them down. Yeah. So I always make sure that everyone tacks it in little places mm-hmm. so that you're not getting that much shift. And and it still may shift sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also tell them, like, you really do not want to pull because then your your uh, the yoke ends up bowing. Yeah. So I'm like, you have to make sure that. Even if you're tacked, you're not pulling too much because then, yeah, it's going to end up like flipping on mm-hmm. you where it looks like a bowl almost yeah. or weird. So those are other little tricks I'm giving you. But yeah, make sure that you're not doing those yeah. kind of things when and you're working with it. If that happens, sometimes you can disguise that by putting fringe yeah, because it'll weigh it down. Yeah. But even then you have to be like. A spot be, on. Yeah, too. spot on. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Degaru Yakwa? I think it's time for us to pull the winner of our first beading table giveaway. Yay! So I have made a little wheel on my iPad and then I had to transfer it to my cell phone. But could you maybe take a video of it too? Because then we can post it on our Instagram page. People know that we weren't trying to be scamming. <laughs> so I wanted Where's to just say, Nyawa, and thank you to everyone who put in. The deadline was May 20th. And so those who either shared or liked our page, our post, and then had tagged two friends. So the people who were doing the tagging were put into the raffle. And if the person who was tagged then tagged somebody, other people, then of course we would put them in the raffle. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. the people who were actually tagged in the two friends. So there were a total of 57 entries. Um, Some of them were duplicated, but not a whole lot. So I want to just say Nyawa. And this was for all of the things that we had posted. We'll show a post. We'll show actually a photo with the screenshot of um, our winner. And then uh, we'll put that for sure on our Instagram page. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So here we go. 
the winner is Gunawage's own Gawanidake Deer, Bobby D. So you are the winner of the first beading table giveaway. So now everybody. Congratulations. And um, maybe just to let everybody know that we are going to have a special guest coming into the beading table. A fellow beadwork artist from Gunawage is going to come in. We're not exactly sure who it's going to be. But uh, we have made a few calls and anyone who is brave enough to come here and <laughs> sit at the table and ask us some questions, um, we are going to... Um, and be questioned. And no. be questioned, yes. <laughs> ask questions, be questioned, share their experience, all that kind of stuff. We will be posting prior to the actual recording to let you know exactly who it is who, who will be coming. So if you happen to have any questions for them specific, um, we could maybe add that to our questions also. So be on the lookout for that. We'll begin, we'll be posting our winner of our first beading table giveaway on our Instagram page. Maybe I'll just say Nyawa for listening and Degoriakwa, would you have anything to say before we sign off? Bead like the wind, people. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Nyawa for listening to the beading table. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your Diwase and its employees.